Hi, welcome to Rocket Realty Radio Show. My name is Pugal. I am a professional and an experienced real estate agent serving the Dallas-Fort Worth area. In this episode number 18, I'm going to talk about foundation part one of two. So let's get started. Foundation forms a very important component of any building structure, whether it is residential or commercial, it is the base upon which the structure is built. Okay, I'm going to focus on this particular uh, episode primarily on residential foundation. Now, there are essentially two types of foundation that is predominantly used in the southern part of the United States. One is called a slab foundation. The other is called a pier and beam foundation. Okay. So a slab foundation, you know, it is predominantly practiced and adopted by different builders in the last 30 years because it is faster, it is economical, and it is structurally very rigid for residential construction. In a slab foundation, they prepare your lot very leveled, and then what they do is they dig trenches uh, for the beams, uh, these beams on the outside, which is called peripheral beams, can go anywhere from 16 to 30 inches deep. They can be about uh, 6 to 12 feet in thickness on the periphery. And then they have cross beams that are that may not go as deep as the peripheral beams. Maybe they can go about a foot deep and they may not be, you know, they may be like 4 to 6 inches in thickness, right? And what they also do is they lay, lay the plumbing lines under the ground across the beams, fresh water line as well as the dirty water or the sewer line that goes out. They also put what is called a vapor barrier. Okay, it's a thin film of plastic sheathing. They put so that the water doesn't or the water vapor or the content doesn't percolate through the cement or the foundation and affect the flooring. Okay. So they put that vapor barrier and then they pour a concrete mix that is specifically designed to create the foundation. Okay. Now, in order to strengthen the foundation, they also have what is called a rebars. And once they have the rebar and they pour the foundation and allow the foundation to cure, then what they do is to create a tension on these rebars that will create uh, the slab. It is called a post-tension slab. Think of it like a waffle so that you can use uh, hold the waffle. It doesn't uh, bend just like a pancake, right? Because it is structurally rigid and strong. And that's what a slab foundation does, right? And then they put the structure, build the structure on top of it. The second type of foundation is called pier and beam. Pier and beam is where they drill deep into the earth. It may be six, seven, eight, nine feet in deep um, depth. Uh, they will have multiple piers, and these piers will be protruding about a feet or two above the ground. Okay. Then they are going to put cross beams, and then they build the structure on top of it. Since there is a gap between the surface of the earth and the bottom of the uh, the building, they will cover it up with, uh, and they will use some doors, which they call as, as a crawl space. A lot of the electrical and the plumbing line are will move under the bottom part, 
So if there is any issue, it's very easy to fix any plumbing issue uh, when it is a parent beam. But if it is slab foundation, it is really hard because it is already buried in the concrete uh, and it is really hard to fix any plumbing issues that happens in slab foundation, right? So these are the two types of foundation that is predominantly used in the southern part of the United States for residential construction. Now, let's talk about the design. Now, when we talk about the design, what most um, builders do is they first go and take a soil sample. That is the most fundamental before a building is built, a residential building, right? So what is a soil sample? So you and you go and <clears throat> now take a sample that is a special device. It goes um, 10 feet down. It takes a sample. You send it to a lab and the lab will analyze the type of soil and then the engineer will design the structure. You know, what kind of a pier, how deeper it has to go how many rebars have to be used and what kind of a concrete mix need to be used in order to adapt to that particular soil, right? So that is how the parent beam as well as the slab foundation are designed based on the soil sample analysis, right? When you are approaching a builder, right? The builders can be three categories, either a custom home builder where you are building from scratch or it could be a luxury home builder or it could be a tract home builder where they are building tens and hundreds of building in a particular neighborhood, right? Now the key difference is that now what kind of soil test or sample does the builder use? For most of the tract home builders, what they do is they will take an entire subdivision, right? Take one sample okay soil sample and they design the hundreds of foundation um, based on one sample okay 100 lots or some builders even 500 lots they take one sample and they design based on one sample result you know so you can think about the quality of the foundation some of the luxury home builders will and as well as the custom home builders you pick the lot and once you pick the lot, they will take the sample, do the sample soil sample testing, and then they will design the foundation based on that particular lot, <clears throat> right? So that foundation will be structurally sound and better when compared with the foundation where you're doing a sample of hundreds of 50 lots, right? Because a tract home builder, they are, uh, they are more interested in the quantity of homes they sell uh, and therefore they compromise a little bit on the quality, right? Even though they guarantee the structural uh, warranty is for 10 years, right? Uh, so that is the key difference between in the design of how the foundations are designed by these different categories, luxury home builder, custom home builder and tract home builders. <clears throat> now, let me talk about a little bit about the soil in the southern part of United States. The southern part of United States, the soil is what they call expansive soil or active soil. What do they mean? Now, when it rains, 
right? It is a highly clay soil. So when it rains, it's like a sponge, okay? The soil expands, okay? And when it expands, what happens? The structure that is on top of the soil, it moves, okay? The, um, the base, the slab, it's a slab foundation, it moves. And also, if it is a pier, it also moves slightly, right? Because the soil expands. At the same time, during Texas summer, right, it is very hot and it shrinks. And when it shrinks, then the foundation that is on top of it also shrinks, right? So when you have this expansion and contraction, the whole slab moves as a unit, right? And when it moves as a unit, the structure that is built on top of it also moves. And what that results is foundation, possible foundation issues. Okay. Now, some folks say that it is a settlement because you may see some cracks uh, or it is soil movement, which is very typical because it is mother earth. And when it rains, of course, it expands. And when it is dry, it contracts. And therefore, the slabs are designed to move. Now, what is considered an issue is as long as this movement is within a certain range, it is within certain tolerance, it is acceptable. Typically, it's a couple of uh, inches every 20 feet. Okay, And again, those standards differ from, uh, uh, from different engineers. But typically, couple of you know, couple inches within every twenty feet is a norm that is used, right? Now, as a homeowner, right, you, you don't know what are the tolerance. If your home is having a foundation issue, you know there are some signs. They don't appear suddenly. Okay, there are some signs. So, what I recommend, typical. If you're a homeowner is just see some signs for example if you go walk outside of your home and if you happen to see a big crack like I have on the picture right this is a real picture of a property that I was showing for my client and I told my client hey if you want to buy the home you're going to spend a lot of money fixing the foundation because it has a big crack so that is called an expansion joint you can see it on the outside an expansion joint is is designed on the building so that uh, due to the heat and temperature difference, the bricks expand and contract. So they have a small gap and they put a caulking in between so that it allows for the brick to expand and contract. But when there is a foundation issue, it splits, right? And that's what you see. So if you see that, most likely you have a foundation issue that is beyond the normal tolerance. Uh, the second sign that you can visualize is when you look on the inside of the property, if you see unusual sheetrock cracks, okay, that is randomly occurring straight line or zagged uh, on either on the vertical wall or on the ceiling, then it could be a sign of a foundation issue, okay. Uh, the third sign, which is very noticeable, is when you're opening and closing the windows uh, or the doors. Now, if uh, the doors don't open and close properly, then uh, we call it a sticky door. 
If it is a sticky door, it could be a sign of a foundation issue. A little bit technical, if you look around the corner on the exterior, there is something called a fascia board that is on the intersection. Uh, and if it opens up, then it could be a foundation issue. So these are some of the symptoms that you can easy, easily visualize in your home. And if they do, you know, you need to, you know, just take a precautionary measure. It could be within tolerance or it could be a foundation issue. Okay. Uh, nothing to be alarmed, but, you know, some word of caution. The another sign that I've come across in my years of experience is uh, tiles. <clears throat> if you see tiles cracking or breaking and it has a line, uh, on the floor, maybe in the kitchen or in the bathroom, that could be also a sign of unusual movement that could be beyond the tolerance level because the foundation is moving so hard, it cracks the tile, right? Because tile is very brittle, rigid, and when there is a crack, it just cracks and it can pass along five, six tiles in a straight line, right? So that is a sign of a foundation issue, right? So if there is a foundation issue, what should you do? If there is a foundation issue or how can you prevent from having a foundation issue is what I plan to cover on part two of foundation. If you like this video, please like me on my Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com forward slash RocketRealityTX. If you're watching this on the YouTube channel, please subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash C forward slash RocketRealityTX. See you next time on Foundation Part 2 of 2.